Good day, Gator fans. This is Brian Smith with Irish Maven. Today I will be discussing the Florida wide receiver position, a couple of the recruits that have already committed to the Gators. I want to discuss those players as well as discuss how they could fit into the offense at uh, the University of Florida and how they could actually make a big impact beginning in year one. The two players in question are Jacavion Frazier's. He is a player out of Dunellen, Florida, just outside of uh, Orlando. And the other one is one of my favorite players over the last couple years to watch. I've seen him play twice. Leonard Manuel, he is now at Stranahan High School in Fort Lauderdale. Prior to this season, he was at Vanguard High School in Ocala, Florida, just south of Gainesville. Let's start with Frazier's. He's a big-bodied wide receiver. Uh, I saw him listed under 200 pounds, and there is just no way I'm believing that. He is over 200 pounds, in my opinion, from looking at him. That's probably an old stat. I would say he's somewhere around 205 to 215 pounds now. He is a grown man. 215 pounds at receiver causes a lot of problems for defenses, beginning with the ability to block with all the screen plays and the outside edge plays that teams run, especially in Dan Mullen's offense. He is going to be a weapon no matter if it's a pass or a run. Now, most receivers don't like to block very much, and that's probably not the first thing that Gator fans would think about when it's regarding a player playing the receiver position, but this guy pancakes people. When you're able to do that and can control the edge, your read option game changes, your screen game changes, and it gives confidence in the receivers that play next to him. Hey, if I catch a screen, I've got a chance to pop this bad boy. Jacobion is not your average guy. He is very, very strong. He could probably play linebacker if he really wanted to. Here's the key, though. Unlike a linebacker, this guy has great hands. He is able to run very quick and precise routes, and he's able to get the ball in the red zone and just absolutely dominate smaller corners. When you're 215 pounds, that's really not that shocking, but again, he's able to come in and out of his breaks very, very well. The next thing about him that I was surprised about is after the catch. There was a screenplay when I was watching his film this morning that really caught my eye. The defense hemmed him in to the side of the field that he was supposed to run the ball after he caught it. So he just reverses field and goes all the way around. Normally that's very bad, especially for a player of his size. But at 205 to 210 pounds, something like that, he outruns most of the guys and he turns what would have been a two-yard gain into a first down and he moved the chains going all the way back around from the right side to the left. Normally, again, that's not something you want to see, but he's such an athlete, he can get away with it. I'm not suggesting you do that in the Southeastern Conference per se, but that gives you an idea of what kind of athlete we're talking about. He's also a guy that's versatile enough that he can play that outside position, yes, where he's probably going to be locked in one-on-one -on -one coverage against a very good defensive back from another SEC team, but he's athletic enough to really play two or three spots. He could play in the slot in certain situations. He could be the motion man on jet sweeps, and he's also capable in the goal line, just, just my opinion. If you really wanted to cause a threat to the opposing team, use him as an H-block. Like I said earlier, or H-back, excuse me, he's able to block really well. You do that a few times where he is actually in the game to block, and then you can run him out into the flat almost like a fullback that you see so much in the NFL and catching passes. He could also be a threat in that situation. Goal line situations are difficult for teams to throw the ball. It's limited space. Big bodied receivers, tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, they usually do better. This guy fits the bill very, very well. 
To complement him, another big receiver is Manuel. As I stated a moment ago, he's one of my favorite guys over the last couple of years. I first found out about him by accident. It was two years ago. It would have been his sophomore season at Vanguard. And Vanguard's a programming, if you didn't know, they always have skill position talent. They run spread. They'll have two or three guys a year. They're going to play some form of college football after they're done. They play receiver and DB. It may not be you know the level of the University of Florida, but we're talking at least FCS or lower D1. They have speed every single year. And as a sophomore, this kid stood out, which told me he was going to be somebody. Now, here's the good news about him. Much like Frazier's, he's very versatile. He's 6'4", he's probably 200 pounds, give or take. It's debatable at what position he's better at as a high school player. And quite honestly, he could probably be just as good on either side of the ball for the Gators. I love him as a free safety. He's got the incredible length. He looks like a basketball player. He's got the long, thin legs. He's basically built like a guy that was meant to play basketball. But at 6'4", I mean, that's a common size to go to the NBA. So he's probably making the best choice long-term for his future. And I, I think he's going to be a compliment because once Frazier's gets into the mix, again, he's a good receiver in many different ways. You put him on the opposite side of Manuel, who are you going to double? Both these guys have big, big bodies, and they're just going to be too large for most of the corners in college football to handle. The difference between Manuel and most guys his size, though, he has phenomenal hands. Not just good, phenomenal hands. One of the best interceptions I've ever seen at any level was actually last year. Manuel was playing free safety. The ball was deflected and it was going by his head and he just snatched it out of the air with one hand. It's not something you see normal players do. And I know anybody can get lucky on a single play and all that, but it is truly amazing when you're focused on staying low and getting ready to make a tackle and all of a sudden the ball is going by your head and then just boom, you can snatch the ball. He's able to do that, makes a big play, and it actually changed that game. He's also a guy that I think is going to be a little bit faster than what some defensive backs might anticipate. He's, like I said, a very long-legged athlete. He can really go. Frazier's is fast, but I think Manuel is a faster player. He's going to be a down-the-field threat very quickly. Not just jump balls, but, I mean, he can absolutely go. If you underestimate his speed and you don't get in and out of your back pedal quickly – whether it's a corner or a safety, they will be looking at the backside of his jersey as he runs into the end zone. He's going to be a guy that's probably going to end up topping out around 220 pounds, a pure outside receiver based on what you would look at in terms of size. But again, like Frazier's, you could move him around. Manuel is capable of playing in the slot. He is capable of playing outside. And it doesn't matter if you're in the red zone or at your own 10-yard line. He's going to be a very valuable weapon. The final thing to kind of look at here is how this incorporates into what the Gators are doing right now. Now, Kyle Trask has had a very good season considering the circumstance he's been in. He's got a 14 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio, and he's throwing 67% of his passes for completions. That's the good news. But when I looked up the SEC stats, something stood out to me. The Gators' leading receiver is tight end Kyle Pitts, and he's probably an NFL guy. We all know that. But he's number 11 in the SEC. The number 17 player and the first Gator listed as a receiver is Freddie Swain. He's got four touchdowns, 339 yards, 21 catches. But if you think about Florida football, 
you think about all the great receivers that have come through that institution over the years. Uh, back to when I was a kid, I remember Rydell Anthony and Fred Taylor coming in out of Glade Central, the running back and receiver. They were both great players, and they they really kind of changed the offensive football in Gainesville. But that's just part of it. Jaquaz Green and all the different guys that have come through since. It's been amazing. Florida needs to get back to being able to hit the home run a little bit more, especially if it's going to beat Alabama, beat Georgia, etc. You're not going to dink and dunk your way down the field. I'm not saying they do that consistently, but uh, four yards, five yards here or there, those passes are great. But if you're really going to beat the teams ranked in the top 10, you need to be able to hit the home run. These guys will add more options to that because, yes, in a pinch, even if the defense does a great job, I want the 6'4 guy to be the one going up for the ball. Do Kavion Frazier and Leonard Manuel have that ability? And they're both fast. These aren't guys, again, they're not possession receivers. So if the Gators can start bringing in those kind of guys, that's a help. Last year, they brought in Deontay Marks out of DeLand. They brought in Demarcus Weston out of Clewiston and Trent Whitmore out of Bookholz right there in Gainesville. So this will be five receivers over two classes, and we all know they're still recruiting some other guys, a certain young man being out of Miami in particular, Xavier. But uh, there's a chance that the Gators will have an implementation over the last class in this one where they can really start passing the football. And as I previously talked about with the quarterback position on the uptick, the Gators' passing game is going to be much more difficult. And that's going to make the Gators' offense probably score another four or five points a game. may not sound like a lot, what when you're in the SEC, that's the difference between finishing third in the SEC East and being in Atlanta for the championship game. Well, that's going to do it for this report. Thanks very much, Gator fans. Have a great day.